Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of LGA. That is Lit Lit Gaming, Gaming Arena. Arena. For those of you who don't know, my name is Marcus. I am joined by co-host Justin the Knobs. And I want to keep this intro short, so let's get to it. Welcome to the show. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at just search for Lit Gaming Arena and go to our website, lga.gg. Join our Discord at chat.lga.gg. If you enjoy our content, please share us with your friends. Give us a review on Podchaser and iTunes. You can uh, and most help importantly, us spread the show. Most importantly, share us with your enemies, more so than yes. your friends. <laughs> share us with your enemies. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, Force them to listen to our three and a half hour episodes from last season. Yeah, if you like hate our show, recommend it to your enemies. If you like our show, rate us, review us five stars. Yes, yes, that. All of the above. Um, so with all that being said, we're gonna get jump right into this. We a later a little later in the show, we have an interview with a fellow content creator. But first, we're gonna talk about what we're looking forward to and what we've played. So, Marcus. What, what are you looking forward to? What have you played? I will start with what I've played, uh, which was really not much. I still I had some company in town. Uh, they left on Sunday, so I've been kind of catching up on sleep a lot of this week, so I haven't really done a whole hell of a lot. Uh, I played a lot more board games. I played uh, two board games, which I'm not too fond of. One was called Load, which was a Kickstarter that I backed. Uh, they do have very impressive miniatures, yeah. and, and it is kind of a MOBA-like game. Uh, I know okay. they got... I think they got sued or had like some sort of lawsuit happen oh, no. between them and the rum and bones. So rum and bones made by cool mini or not, uh, which was, yeah, they kind of uplifted like some sentences like in their rule book that were like directly copied from the rum and bones rule book. Uh, but in any case, it, it functions like a MOBA. Uh, I don't really like how it's structured because rum and bones, when you control a hero, you like take turns activating a hero. Yeah. So like, I'll activate a hero, then you activate a hero, then I activate a hero, like, back and forth until, like, the round's over. Okay. This, it's like, you have five heroes, and it's like, you activate all at once. So it's like, person controls all five of their heroes, and then the other person reacts with all five of their heroes. Which, just isn't a good setup, especially, like, with how the lane creeps work, because the the person who plays as Atlantis is defending Atlantis, and, like, the chaos okay. player is invading, so they have like turn priority. So they go first. So th this makes it kind of bullshit because their lane creeps march first. So they always have priority on lane creeps, which really fucks you because their lane creeps get to roll attacks and then and then like for all their lane creeps and then you have to react in post with all your lane creeps. So I'm like, they, they have priority on all that shit. I don't know. The game seems horribly imbalanced. I don't really like it, but the minis are really cool for it at the very least. So at least I got that going for me. <laughs> um, then I also played Brutality, uh, which I, I don't know if I like fully hated this game or not. It may have just been the match was a bad matchup, uh, which it is kind of a like tactics based uh, combat game where, yeah, it's just like you move your heroes around. You'll have two heroes 
unless you're playing four player, then each person just controls one. But uh, if you're just playing two player, you I had I had two and my opponent had two. But just the like late game for me got real boring because my opponent, my friend in this case, was playing a hero that like he was playing his hero, right? I mean, where he was like kind of a mage and he was poking me from afar. Yeah. But I was like an up close hero and it was just like, well, it like this is real stagnant of me, like moving slowly inching towards you as you're just like running away, <laughs> which I'm like, I'm not faulting him with that. And like, once again, I'm, I more just think the game is fundamentally flawed in that way of just being like, it's made for a real boring jaunt through it, which sucks because the, the miniatures for that are really cool too. But I just felt the gameplay was really lackluster. Um, and that's kind of, all at least I had to say about those tabletop games. Uh, otherwise, I I didn't really dive deep on any games. Uh, I meant to, but I just kind of caught up on a lot of sleep. <laughs> uh, and then I did watch a TV show uh, called uh, Kipo in the Age of the Wonder Beast, I think is the full title, but it's just, uh, Kipo. It's on Netflix. Uh, it, it is a cartoon that uh, if you like Adventure Time or like, like Steven Universe, I think I think you should check it out. It's pretty good. It has a lot of characters of color in it, which yeah. is very rare for these type of shows. Uh, but it, it was nice having like a lot of characters of color as well as uh, it, it, a lot of hip hop beats, uh, it, which was just like it's unusual for these type of shows. But it's very much like Adventure Time inspired or Gruen Logon inspired in a way because character starts underground and then they get above ground and they haven't been on the surface and like it is post-apocalyptic and like everything on the surface mutated. So there are kind of the, uh, what they refer to as like mutes and super mutes, but they, uh, would be like animals. Like there's these, uh, timber paw people, which are all these cats that evolved and are like sentient and have axes. And there's like snakes and frogs and so on that are all like sentient. So, so instead of going the adventure time route of like weird candy shit, it went a different route and there's a lot of good musical beats in there, but yeah, it's on Netflix. It's only 10 episodes, but I, I enjoyed it. There are some things I, I wasn't like super hot on about it, but I think it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, if you, if you'd like, uh, once again, some of those other cartoons. Um, yeah, I mean that, that's been about it. Uh, yeah. what, what I'm looking forward to is, uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot comes out tomorrow. Which I have pre-ordered, so... Which, I'm, when this airs, will be a week ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it comes out on Friday for me, but, that yeah, it comes out tomorrow for me anyway. So I'll be playing that. Uh, that's kind of the first big release I was looking forward to, even though it's kind of a more minor release, but there isn't a whole hell of a lot in January. Uh, there, there's some bigger stuff towards the end of January, but in early of January, it's not too big on releases. Uh, that same day, uh, which I talked about last week as well, uh, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp uh, FE comes out uh, on the Switch, which I may or may not pick up. I'm kind of like on the fence on that one because I do technically own that on the Wii U and I never really like I played like maybe yeah. an hour or two of it on the Wii U. But that game is uh, SMT uh, cross Fire Emblem. OK, but with weird like uh, idol type like singing and all that <laughs> and like idol manager type stuff. Uh, oh, so it's up my alley. No. <laughs> it, it is very, very, very anime. Very uh, well, a term I didn't hear until like today, but I, I guess it makes sense. Is is waifu bait, and I'm like, yeah, it's very in that <laughs> realm of waifu bait. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it, it, interesting at the very least. Uh, I, I think that it it's probably the best time to hop into that if you've been interested from the fringe 
area of uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. I, I've heard good things. So yeah. Uh, what what have you been playing or doing, Justin? Well, I the only game I had a chance to play this week was more Demons Tilt, and man, oh man, I had an amazing Demons Tilt run. After like getting like maybe like five million maximum on all my runs, I just out of nowhere just boom got to ninety six million points, which I'm pretty miffed about because you like crushed my score pretty. <laughs> which I mean, I've actually even had a higher multiplier than you. I just like str- when I get like real high multipliers like that, I yeah. swear the ball just goes like straight down the drain. Yeah. I can't even hit anything. I know. Like I, by the time, like once I got like that hot kind of higher, like 30 ish multiplier multiplier. And then I got to like 30,000 points. Like I start sweating. <laughs> Cause like I've never gotten this many points before. And I had like, I got multi balls on like two occasions in that, in that play. Just kill the spaghetti monster. No, I didn't even do that. Oh, that that gets you a multi-ball. <laughs> yeah, I did like two other things that gave me a multi-ball. I don't know what I did, but I mean, and I got like, and then, the, oh, here's the other thing. Since I'm playing on the Xbox, fucking achievements popping up. Fuck that. Like, like oh, God. I knew, I knew. And it was just like, and, and they were all rare achievements. So I'm like, oh, what did I get while I'm trying to fucking play? <laughs> it is just crushing the score. It, that's a good score though that's a really good score I was so close to 100 million if i, I mean, that's my goal but i haven't dived uh back into that in a while if i if i were to just hit just like if i could hit like one more thing if i could have lasted one second longer i would have hit that 100 million because that's like how fast the points were like adding up i mean my bonus at the end of the game when i lost the ball was like 7 million points yeah, that's always the best. <laughs> it's just being like, like yeah, my multiplier bonus. And I, I just, is like I didn't even, stupid eye. I didn't even try playing again after that run. I'm like, I, I know there's no fucking way I'm going to get that close immediately after this. I always try immediately after and it's always terrible. <laughs> like, it'll just be like, I did that one big one and then it's like, yeah, man, well, I'm getting like all these fucking gutter balls. Like, I barely broke a million. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck happened? You just, you used up all your luck on that first one. Yeah, that's the only game I really got around into playing. Um, but uh, I did end up finishing the rest of The Witcher. Like the first few episodes, everyone always says they're pretty slow, and they were. Like I kept falling asleep because I'm just in a perpetual state of being exhausted. So I was falling asleep, and I kept actually having to rewatch parts of episodes because I'm like, oh, I fell asleep for after this episode, so I don't remember anything that happened in like the first 20 minutes of this this episode. So I have to watch it again. Um, but then once I got past episode three, man, I just, I didn't stop watching until I finished. Really? I I thought episode five is like by far the worst episode. I think episode four is actually good, but episode five is terrible, which that's That's, the gin episode. I actually, I like that episode. I thought it was good. uh, I can't fucking sleep. (laughs) That's, I mean, it's got funny bits, but it just like drags on for like so long. And then it's just like, uh, the, the parts that, I mean, the one thing I, I, the passage of time doesn't isn't really conveyed at all. The well, fact it kind of like, can't be because Gary doesn't really age, and he doesn't. Neither age. does Jennifer. But parent, like neither does Dandelion. Or, no, he does. <laughs> they haven't shown him in the like present day timeline. I know, but like still, like see, I thought like, he would be a good indicator of that if they did show him in a more like. It's like five to seven years between the Jin episode and the episode right after that. That's true, but I mean, it's reasonable that somebody would look very similar. Yes, uh, yeah. during seven years of time, but, but like it, that's it's like a, that's the part that like got me. Like I, I end up like I because I I could tell when time would like skip around, but 
um, as far as like actual passages of time, it seemed hard to kind of keep track of for the most part. It was like, um, uh, cause, cause like after the gin episode, you, he, there, he says something that implies that like, he's having run-ins with this other character a lot. I'm like, but he just met her. (laughs) He just met this character in this last episode. So like, how is that? It's not, not really implied that very well, but like, and the only reason I found out that is because me, I haven't played any of the Witcher games, so I don't really know the story at all. I mean, the games take place after the book, so that's not really super important. Yeah, so I don't, and I don't really know any, like, the backstory or anything, but I end up looking up, like, a timeline, and that's when I kind of figured, I'm like, okay, there's, like, there's, like, five or seven years between those two episodes. See, and they should have just, like, I mean, they should have black screen text some kind of exposition to what was going on, like... A simple thing like that could have fixed, I think, a lot of the problems like the show has. Just saying, like, or a time setting would have worked. If they wanted to get a little bit more artsy-fartsy with it, they could have just had fucking Dandelion, like, sing a fucking ditty about, like, time passing or, like, oh, yeah. Witcher songs, like, that about things, that events that happened as time transpired. <laughs> yeah, that would have like, been good. Well, because um, also, like, in that first episode, they have him, like, well, Dandelion with, uh hanging out with Gary and then he's like talking about how he's going to like make this basically like ballad of him and make the name of like the white wolf and all that and like yeah. get, get him big in some capacity. And then you do, uh, you can kind of suss out that time has passed because people recognize those songs or they have dandelion like in a bar singing these songs yeah. and people call recognize them. The white wolf them. And, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, the, they do indicate that in some and way. At some but point, he's like, I made you famous. Yeah, it it's just still like, I don't think it's, it's executed really, the yeah. cleanest. And like I said, I, I, I would never uh, like insult viewers intelligence because I know some people are like, if you can't suss it out, you're just an idiot. And I was like, well, if this is your first exposure, it's not really great at like pointing out that time has elapsed or that it's in it's like d- done in a really weird order because as three main characters... And Yennefer's actually more of a main character than even Geralt. Yeah, and I, God, I really love that character. Yeah, I mean, it's a that I I think the show has its strengths, but it definitely has plenty of weaknesses, which is why I'm like, it, it's okay. Yeah. I I, I want to see what a season two does with the show. Yeah, um, I think Yennefer has like the most growth out of like out of anybody, and I mean, obviously, we've already we've series timeline or a series part in the show doesn't really pay off at all. Um, you just see her running around a lot. It's just a lot of running the <laughs> yeah. whole series, but um, Geralt. I mean, he's just Geralt. He's, he's just stopped, awesome. He's just off doing his thing. But I really enjoyed seeing Yennefer throughout the whole, like how what's going on with her. Um, but I, just, I don't want to spoil t- too much for people, even though this has been out for a little while, and a lot people of people have watched, have watched it. it. Um it's 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 a really good show i and this being like my first experience with the witcher um i actually i i liked the way that they did do the timescaping because of the way that it does all pay off in the final episode where everything finally comes together at the end i thought that was a good way to do it i just wish that they would have actually said okay like 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 you said some a little exposition between like time like, skips and stuff. I mean, just a small bit of exposition would have helped people a lot. Cause I mean, it kind of like definitely dumps you in, in the middle of like Gary's story of just, he's like fighting a monster is how it like opens. Yeah. And what you I mean is fine. Like, I think a lot of like great content starts that way, but 
it just like that he's a badass. Yeah, it's still just like if this is your first hit of it, I just I don't know if it works so soundly. Like, I mean, you at least also have the benefit of knowing it's based on a game, but I would like to know somebody who's maybe coming to it not knowing it's based on a game or anything that just maybe is like, I saw this thing on Netflix and people are talking about it. <laughs> That'd be interesting. I see if I could find anybody that knew that or that watched it without knowing it was a game. Yeah, because I, I mean, it's definitely it's got it's got enough streamer numbers like people have watched this enough that definitely there are people who probably don't know it's based on like a book slash once again adopted as a game series, which is yeah. ma- mainly I think led to it even being adopted at all. But there's got to be a lot of people out there like that. And I yeah. don't know. I, I don't know how well they're receiving it. And I don't know. I mean, it in many ways, there's we're kind of in a da- downtime on Netflix where there's not a whole hell of a lot going on. Like there was Witcher. And then I mean, like you season two came out and that lost I mean, in space. Yeah, I guess that came. Out I too. haven't watched that. But, one but yet. I mean, like uh, there's like three or four shows like uh, that's not a whole hell of a lot. And it, it's enough that people can if you're not into a lost in space or something like maybe maybe sci fi is not your jam. So maybe you could do fantasy. And I think with the popularity of Game of Thrones, I think that shows that more people are willing to oh, crack yeah, into fantasy totally. over sci fi. Um, I mean, I don't know. It, it, I've seen so many comparisons also of Witcher versus like Game of Thrones, which is not a sound comparison yeah, in, nope. <laughs> in, in any way, shape or form. Nope. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it's like I said, it, it, I think it's worth watching, uh, but I, it is not like people say, saying it's kind of like the best, like people even saying it topped Game of Thrones and all that. I'm like, I, I don't think so. Like Game of Thrones really kind of redefined how. Uh, TV cinema type stuff works like yeah and Game of Thrones was the first time TV shows looked as good as movies and that started what 2010 yeah basically yeah I mean who was doing that in 2010 nobody yeah I mean (laughs) they they just raised the bar for everybody across the board so TV so, has I just mean, gotten like, exponentially is, better yeah. since. And this I mean, is writing off the success of what Game of Thrones did. Largely. Like, the, without, I think without the success I'm of Game a, of And Thrones, I want to downplay how be. good this is. This is a really fucking good show. I, I'm oh, like, 100%, I'm, I'm pissed good. that I have to wait two years for season two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely good. Henry Cavill does a great job. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's a lot of like amazing comedic timing in this, especially centered around the word fuck. Like that one part, the part where he has to fight that monster until dawn and uh, he's Straga. Yeah. He throws the chain, wraps the chains around it and it just immediately busts the chains and he's just fuck. <laughs> yeah. I, I just Henry Cavill does a, does a great job. Uh, yeah, there's just, there's just so many good times where someone just says fuck. <laughs> it's just, and, and the timing is just like hilarious. I don't like, Maybe it just it might just be me, but I just all those, I mean it's it just, it's been memed at this point, like the the fuck thing and the <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone compiled every single time he sighs. Which mm. yeah, I mean I don't know. It, it, like I said, I, I think uh if you're really into just also like like maybe you're you're once again not familiar with like games or books or whatever it might be of Witcher, it's just like, well, they have a extremely attractive man playing like the lead and he's like half naked a lot. So <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, I guess that's like, yeah, the first time he meets uh, the, his eye roll, the first time he meets Dandelion is the best because <laughs> he just comes up to him and he's just like, does this like insane eye roll. <laughs> it was like, oh, geez. Oh, so, that it's so good. The every I, I, it's, I can't really find a whole lot 
bad to say about the show. I really enjoyed it. I mean, like I said, once I got like past like episode three, like I powered through the rest of the show. I do think the show does have a bit of like recency syndrome with it because the last three episodes are like ridiculously strong. Yeah. Uh, and I think almost to the point that with how like especially Netflix media is that it's basically everybody binges shit. Yeah. That you do forget everything that leads up to the last part in an episode. Well, last part in a season. Yeah. it's Yeah. So I do think like people will be like that last moment is fucking cool that once again, for me having the first like five, well, like I said, episode four is pretty good, but the first five episodes are kind of like meh. And then like the last uh, three are really strong that it's like, I have to look at the thing as a collective whole and be like, it's okay. But yeah, see for me, like I didn't even think like the whole like first three episodes for me, like I still thought they were, for me, they were good. I really like when the, after watching the first episode, I'm like, okay, I definitely have to watch more of this. I wasn't too I into Hedgehog to Boy. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I th- thought that, that makeup was really weird. Yeah, and the CG for it wasn't great. That was like that was like hearkening back to like the first uh, Jumanji. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> so, it, like I said, that the, the show does 100% have faults. Uh, but like I said, I think a lot of people do excuse that due to the end being so so good i claim the law of surprise <laughs> <That was, laughs> oh, i'm glad Jesus. i'm glad they explain that at least in the, the show i still don't think they do the best job explaining it but i think they did but i don't know i, I know somebody i work with was kind of like what the hell does that even like mean i was the like they kind of explained it and he was like yeah i still don't get it and i was like you saved someone's life and you, they don't have any way to repay you so you can claim the law of surprise and you can um, you you can claim 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 to something that they don't know that they have in the future. <laughs> I I mean I explained it badly, but it makes sense yeah. in my head. <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, you don't have anything to give, but you can give them the law of surprise. For the, for the sake of it being extremely late, it is uh midnight sixteen right now. Oh yeah. Uh, we should probably move on. Uh, yeah. take a break and uh. Interview, I guess, and then uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, come back with community engagement. Yeah, so we're gonna take a break, and then we're we have an interview that we'll do, and then we will be back with community engagement after that. Wonder soul, wonder soul, wonder soul. Hey, I'm Lucas, the host of Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast series featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Join me and friends each week as I discuss topics ranging from pop culture to real-life conversations that all can find relatable. New episodes bring new guests and new topics and release every Friday. More content can be found on Wonder Soul's YouTube and Twitch channels. Stay up to date and connect with Wonder Soul through social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope that you enjoy Wonder Soul wherever you listen to podcasts. So do good and take care. Okay, and we are back and we have a guest on the show. This is Charles Walker, a.k.a. Fallen Monk D20. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, it's great. Great to have you on. Um, so why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? I know, are, are you, do you consider yourself a YouTuber or an Instagrammer? God, uh, I feel weird when someone calls me an Instagrammer. <laughs> well, I noticed you have a lot of Instagram followers. Um, 
Yeah, YouTube that, is creeping up. Yeah, the YouTube is what I try and put my main focus on and try and move people over toward. But the Instagram is what I'm known more for. I can't deny that. <laughs> I mean, the Instagram is how I ended up finding you. Yeah, uh, so via live stream. Yeah, that was a that was always a cool story to me that we first met in the live uh, one of the live streams, and I like that. I've had a few people that I actually got to meet in the live stream that I still talk to, like some of the more active people in discord originally met through there. Yeah. It just goes to show that, that, uh, live streaming is a great tool to, uh, spread your influence across the lands, which is really unfortunate because I don't use it myself. (laughs) It's pretty fun to use. Um, I'm trying to get used to it. It's just that normal struggle of just any kind of stream you're doing. And just, if someone's not tough, talking back what do you do and there's going to be that gray area unless you have like ninja followers or something like that yeah i've always wondered like so what do you do when you're on a stream and there's nobody there to watch you just do you just kind of talk to yourself and hope that maybe someone watches it later because i don't like because um instagram doesn't keep those live those live videos do they um you can save them after you post them i think i know if you uh go to the where you add your story to an album it'll give you like an archive of all your stories i don't know if your live stay in there but i know your stories do at least so there should be some way to recover them i think maybe they might go to like instagram tv or something but i know like typically videos on instagram are limited to like 60 seconds and i think 90 to two minutes on a live uh, or on a uh, um, uh what, what do they call this the story igtv yeah, the, yeah, IGTV has the longer, longer videos. Yeah, because they're trying to compete with YouTube, so they can't really do like a Vine method or what they do normally on stories. They had to change it up a bit, so I imagine it would be a bit longer at least. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I just so so how do you how do you like kind of I don't know train yourself to just keep doing the live stream even even if like nobody is watching? <laughs> it's not easy. I'm not gonna lie, like. I consider myself someone who can uh, uh, just talk to a wall, basically. Like I'm, I'm like the only extrovert out of my group of friends that we maybe have one other one, but other than that, it's just me. So I'm used to having to really talk conversations out of people sometimes. <laughs> so what what do you do on YouTube slash Instagram? So basically the YouTube kind of started more as an informational video, but I'm trying to do more comedy on the YouTube side of things now. And Instagram, it's about the same. I just make memes on both platforms and they're all about D&D really. Occasionally ranting about other things and Star Wars, but yeah. Ah, Star Wars. The, the one thing everybody loves to rant about. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez yeah i i'm gonna have more reasons to rant before it's over since i started the actual trilogy that followed the sixth movie now oh boy <laughs> so you so you're you haven't watched the um rise of skywalker yet oh i watched it um oh you watched okay yeah that's what i was actually referring to is i think i posted like 20 stories of just me ranting straight about star wars so i take it you didn't like it um i did i just absolutely hated one scene in it and have have you and marcus seen it yes we uh we actually recorded a whole spoiler cast uh so if anyone wants to hear that you can check out our gg feed um that was probably that was a really good episode yeah we just the day after we saw it we just got together and we just did a whole spoiler cast of the whole movie 
I haven't watched one in years since the board game one. I'll have to actually look that one up. So I'm curious what y'all think about it. Yep, it's on a, and it's actually on a different feed than the uh, the board game because we have two podcast feeds. One is for just our typical normal podcast stuff and the news. And then the other feed is um, basically like video game reviews and okay. now movie spoiler casts or discussions. Um, That's cool. We didn't want to clutter up the main podcast feed too much. So we have that supplemental feed um, oh. for extra stuff. That's a smart way to do it. I like that. It's a, little, it's a little cumbersome to explain to listeners sometimes. I've had some people like, oh, yeah, I checked out your podcast. I... Uh, I really liked your review on such and such game. I'm like, well, that's not the main podcast. <laughs> that's the, that's our <laughs> reviews. Yeah. yeah. It can be confusing. So I always have to distinguish that. Yeah. I'll have to keep that in mind, but that's cool. I like that. But uh, yeah. Um, usually what I like to say is I'll say like a good, a good 60 to 70% of the movie. I liked there was just one thing that happened in the end. And in case uh, uh, someone coming in, didn't watch your spoiler cast, they were trying to avoid it. I don't want to, spoil and turn this whole episode into me ranting again but <laughs> um it's basically the one unexpected thing that happened after like they nearly uh the day was one that scene that killed it for me oh okay <laughs> um, i think i know what you're referring to <laughs> uh before i'm just going the, the way i described it to my wife that she liked was uh, ray became a vampire for 10 seconds <laughs> oh boy I know Mar- Marcus wasn't too fond of the movie himself. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I thought you lightened up about it a little bit. I think I'm back down. On You're it. back down on it. Did you watch it again or something? No, I've just like listened to a lot of stuff, and then I kind of like formulated more solid opinions on hearing other people talk about it. Kind of like helped summarize like my disappointment or like th- mm. things I didn't like it. Aside from what I shared on the GG feed for this. But, uh, yeah, um, unfortunately for people who, I guess, like have already seen the movie, some of the feed might be a little bit more redundant because we do walk through the entirety of the movie kind of mm. like as a frame by frame, but yeah, that also gives From us a chance to talk. Yeah. It gives us a chance to kind of talk on each scene individually though. Um, yeah, but, I mean, how yeah, could you yeah, talk yeah. about each scene? There's like two seconds per scene in the first 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> oh my God. See, I think, uh, one of the things I heard from another podcast I listened to. I can't remember which one because I listened to so many, but uh, someone was like, well, if you if you take in the new movie as if uh, it was J.J. Abrams making a his version of a part two and part three and basically making his trilogy, but this movie just serves as the a part two and three, the whole movie feels kind of rushed. And then hearing that, I was like, yeah, it did feel kind of segmented into two separate parts. Yeah. Um, yeah, like he was undoing what was done in the last generation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very yeah. Like I will so. give him credit. He did so much better than eight did. Eight did, and he had a lot to fix. <laughs> well, so unpopular opinion. I actually like the last Jedi more than this. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> running out of time. I gotta go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think part of it is because of how different that was. There were some big things, some big parts of that movie. I did not like like some big events um, involving Leia that I did not like. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Like see F after nine, I like eight more. Whoa, really? (laughs) 
That's my opinion. Yeah, it's it, just like eight is the lowest I could go. Like I liked it less than a Phantom Menace. Well, you're not you're not alone in that. I think a lot of people just hate that one. Mine's like I, I like nine less than Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh god. Okay. okay, and I feel like I should express my opinion because prequel opinions are the most controversial. Like I feel like I feel like I feel like these the the latest trilogy are more controversial. I think than Jar Jar the, is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Um, freaking I'm more news. talking about, uh, I guess, to put it bluntly, to core fans instead of the people that just came on because of the hype train, and we'll defend it fervently. Yeah. See, I always I refer to myself as a fair weather Star Wars fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm it's the thing I've always said, and I say this about a lot of things, including Pokemon is that I'm not enough of a Star Wars fan to hate Star Wars, if you get if you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I can get that. Um, I, know, I know there's some things I just enjoy, but like um, I don't I wouldn't defend them to the death. And there's some things I don't like that I wouldn't also just tear down completely. They just don't really matter to me. I feel like a lot of people take Star Wars opinions way too personally nowadays. Yeah, if, well, if somebody likes or dislikes another part, another movie they didn't like or liked, it's like the end of the world. I mean, largely, I think people just their fandom becomes part of their identity and they wrap their identity yeah. in their own fandom. And thus, when you in, insult their fandom in some way, they pers- they take it as a personal affront. Yeah, that's it's just like the community of like standing that was really bad back in the day with Tumblr. Now it's researched some reason with Twitter. It's just that really. People just don't want yeah. to miss Tumblr too. Electric. <laughs> ah, the sequel. Hope it's better than the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bigger fan oh, of Napster myself. <laughs> oh yes, Napster. I was just talking about my old school days of Napster and how I uh, just today with somebody because we were we were talking about how music can uh, kind of like. It, it, in invoke like memories like sensory memories where you remember like a place in a time when you hear a specific song and i was talking about like all the like the cds that i had made uh back during napster time and how i had one cd with three different versions of who let the dogs out <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's that, that made me have flashbacks to second grade <laughs> <laughs> so one of them um one of them was a like the original version the other one i think was a live version or maybe like just like a remix that they had on the same disc and then the third one was actually just like someone recorded it from the radio during like a <laughs> like when they're doing like a radio remix or something so i at the very end of, so there was like the whole like kind of trance beat intro and outro and then at the, towards the end of the outro there was like a radio voice that came on. <laughs> and to me, I thought that was just like back then that was, that's, this is a secret, a secret version of this, the song that doesn't exist anywhere else. And now me like loading up that CD. I'm like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh God. You are a nineties rap hipster. <laughs> you think anybody's made a parody version called who let the cogs out. And it's about gears of war. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, I almost want to look that up now. <laughs> that would be Perfect. I think that worked too. <laughs> I mean, since that's an award in itself now, doing bad parodies has become good now. <laughs> like the Minecraft so, ones and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. Oh boy. So you are you're a D and D player. Um, yeah. 
that's what I wrap my identity around. Don't insult anything in it or I'll freak <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, Pathfinder's better. No. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm actually, uh, I know I've told, I've mentioned it to you that I'm rec- I was recording with uh, Missing Role Player Found. Yeah. Their, their podcast is, it's funny because their podcast is uh, based around like a homebrew setup within Pathfinder. Um, and, and the homebrew part of it is the fact that they are inside the world of Sword Art Online. I don't know if you're an anime person or not. Um, yeah, that's another thing I could rant about. <laughs> so they're within that world. So like they're like the whole aspect of like being trapped in a game and whatnot. And they're trying to clear the levels of that game um, within their RPG. Um, but then within that RPG, they decided that they wanted to do like a segment because they wanted it takes them a, a while to set up the game so that they can record like five months worth of episodes. It takes them like a month of downtime to get everything set up for the next five months. So every six months, they, they decided that they wanted to do a Dungeons and Dragons module for fifth edition called Dungeons and Doggies. And have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. Um, it was a Kickstarter campaign. There was like a homebrew thing that somebody had came up with and it's a module for uh fifth edition where, um, you can essentially create a dog character, like an intelligent dog, like or a woken dog, and this dog can serve as a, you can. Uh, it's verified it can on Twitter. Playable, yeah. Um, so you can be a playable dog um, with dog traits. There's dog specific spells that you can you can have and abilities. Um, it allows you to. It's like a system that allows people to not only set up uh, players, but even NPCs for that. Um, so it's, it's a pretty neat little system. And they decided that they wanted to do that as kind of like their interlude um, in between the, the regular uh, campaign that they're doing. And um, so one of the other podcasters there is the DM instead of the main DM. And so she sets it up and then kind of like almost last, <laughs> almost last minute they decided um, that they wanted to have it actually be set within the story that they are already telling with it, with, um, the Pathfinder game. So it, it's kind of like an inception of dungeons. And so basically their characters inside, um, the Pathfinder game are the ones that are playing the Dungeons and Dragons. Model. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so they invited me to, um, to be a part of that. And me being dumb and myself decided that my character in that game would be a shopkeeper. And so I'm this crotchety old shopkeeper guy. And then I realized that I have to try to upkeep the shopkeeper voice trying to be a dog inside the modules. (laughs) So I'm like trying to do an accent while doing another accent. Perfect. And I just set myself up for that permanent failure. Well, fun times. At least you tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should check that out sometime. Um, the, yeah, sounds um, funny. I'll have to check it out. They're they're uh, currently putting those episodes out. Or new, they put them out like every Sunday, I think. And the next one, I think the, I want to say next week's is the last one. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, and then they're going to be back to the regular campaign. Yeah, God, we, we recorded like six or seven hours in one day for that. <laughs> mm. 
So when did you first get into D and D? Uh, it was college for me. Uh, I want to say it was like toward the end of my freshman year. Okay. Did you just kind of just fall into a group that played or? Uh, yeah, that's uh, kind of how it happened. Me and my friend tried to get a group started. And to prove how little we knew, I bought the Dungeon Master's Guide and the Monster Manual for 3.5. And that was it. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know I need a player's handbook. That's how little I knew about it. Because at that point, <laughs> all I knew about D&D was I saw a Nerdarchy video or so, and that was it. And trying to piece it together, I thought, okay, if I want to be a Dungeon Master, I'll just need the monsters, and I'll need a Dungeon Master's Guide. That, that's that simple. And I read, yep. <laughs> read them both and got even more confused since I didn't know how the core rules worked. I knew how to work with some of the core rules, but that was it. And it's uh, it's tough to get into at first. Oh yeah, like and I didn't have anyone to really go to, but I met this one guy that got me into a group and it fell apart, but we were able to get some other groups started from it, so that worked out nice. Yeah, when I when the very first time we tried to um start something, we ended up we got like the 5th edition quick start guide um Ooh. or quick start set which is like has that pre-made campaign and for some reason, like it just seemed like confusing to us because I'm like, because it didn't have like the core rule book or anything. It was just that. And we were like, well, we want to do our own stuff and we don't know how like how to integrate this with the rest of the game. And then so like then we tried to like watch some YouTube videos and we found some guy that we just called Mr. D&D. And I I've never found his videos ever again, <laughs> but he was, <laughs> he was just some bald dude that sat down and and, and explained like it was like hour long videos of like how to play D and D and like we watched like a whole one and we were just like left like bewildered and like we never, (laughs) we never started it back up again after that. Um, (laughs) And it's just, it's hard to get people together uh, to do stuff like that, especially when, especially when everybody's new. (laughs) It it, it helps if there's one person that kind of knows the ropes has played it a lot before and, and has maybe the experience to at least DM and then kind of help the other characters or other players get into it. But like when everybody's new, it's just like, everybody's confused. Oh yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, it's why I try and be sympathetic with like, I know people don't like the whole critical role brings like a ton of new people in it. Don't really know the game in. I try to be sympathetic cause it's a hard game to learn. I know I've done some dumb stuff when I first started. Yeah. It, it just seems like, and it, it, I feel like that's it goes that way for not just like D and D, but board games too. Um, just board games in general. Like when you all sit down and try to play a board game, it just it's so daunting sometimes if none of you know the rules. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I made that mistake by uh, trying to introduce Munchkin to one of uh, Kristen's friends. That's uh, <laughs> what. As my wife's name and she was just we were playing cards all night and Kristen's like oh much it's super fun I'm like yeah I'll show you and we talked to her and her brother and they're just staring bewildered the whole time <laughs> that's one of the easier ones to learn <laughs> well there's yeah. all these rules that are left to interpretation and that and yeah, it's that's the confusion. like something's gonna happen at one point and then somebody's gonna be like is that how this works and you're like let me check the rules and you're just like combing through the rule book and then you're like you know what it doesn't fucking say. Yeah. How many times have we gotten over like our ar- gotten into arguments over like the syntax of rules in, in uh haunting uh, at house on the hill? <laughs> that one's yeah, that one can be pretty bad, uh, because the the person who's the betrayer, it's like I like 
I can't look at your rule book, so I can't even help you interpret that. So, yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's they'll just be like, how would you think this word impacts this thing? And you're like, I, I don't fucking know, dude. Yeah. And there's like different. And then like it sets it switches to a different set of rules during the haunt, too. Like it was just like, yeah, it's just like, well, I, I trust that that player knows what they're doing. I hope like <laughs> combat with monsters or versus humans. It's, it's yeah. yeah. It's oh, God. Yeah. Game. I, I don't Have you ever played haunting at house on the hill? I haven't actually. Uh, I never played a lot of board games when I was a kid. Cause I was an only child. So who would I play them with? Well, this is, I don't know. This is, when did this one come out? I think with yeah, Betrayal is one of the, the newer, last 10 years. Yeah, one of I, the newer, like, classic type games. But I, Yeah, I should rephrase that. Just because I didn't have a lot of background in it, I um, uh, had a hard time getting more into it as an adult. Like, I've only really recently come to, oh, like, okay. board games and those, like, Munchkin and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like, well, there's the whole, like, board game renaissance that happened in the kind of, two or, like, started around i want to say like 2010 ish i think we're still in it but it's it's cooled it's significantly yeah i think a lot of that has switched to um rpg games yeah i think mostly something like D &D gurps or yeah uh yeah it's kind of a next step for people who get really into board games yeah and it's like a lot of uh there's a whole lot of like new rpgs coming out and like new modules and new homebrew stuff like there's that one that I bought that's like the the whole nor um horror one from like Scandinavian horror uh mm. RPG, which I don't know. I that's supposed to be here like in March, I think. I don't know. Sounds cool. I mostly bought it for the art. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool art in the book. Um but yeah, yeah it, looked, it it looked pretty decent. I'm I'm really interested in um, like Scandinavian history and stuff. So yeah, I'm guilty of that too. Literally, when Morning Canaan's came out, I opened it and saw like the big centerfold of Zugtalum. Oh crap, that's awesome! I'm getting this. <laughs> yeah, the Nor Nordic um, mythology is really cool. Yeah, I've been to look more into it ever since I played New God of War. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, they really laid on thick. Why? Game's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like a good game. Yeah, I was always more of a Greek guy, so I didn't really know a whole lot about it. But yeah, it seems interesting. So you're uh, on your YouTube channel. You're pretty close to a thousand subscribers now. Yeah, I'm 45 away. When I checked earlier yesterday, that's pretty cool, right? We're I think we're at like mid 10, <laughs> but I, I haven't really I haven't pushed the YouTube, especially now with the whole Coppa thing. I I'm afraid oh of that. God, I. Us. Yeah, I'm I shouldn't have to worry about it, but did you actually see a photo I posted earlier today? I did not. I haven't uh browsed a whole lot of Twitter today actually. That's all good. Uh, I posted it earlier and I just took it down because I'm like, you know what, I, I really don't feel like being negative today. Um <laughs> that for some reason I'll get the most random song stuck in my head and the one that was stuck in my head was Butter's theme song from South Park. <laughs> and I clicked on it and I got a message, so I minimized the thing, and it stopped completely in text that showed up that said, uh, um, many plays banned on ki uh, videos made for kids. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So that one, it has no cussing, no nothing. It's honestly kind of a cute song. Uh, so 
I could see you getting by, but in the recommendation, there's the immigrant song from South Park. So I'm oh boy. Oh no. You kids stay away. And I looked at the rest of the recommendations and it was two veggie tail videos and a Sesame Street oh, video. No. I'm like, oh no. Some kid's gonna it's, watch a Sesame Street video and find an immigrant song. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm worried yeah. some that or chef song's gonna come on there. Just some other South Park clips to just fall through the cracks because Kappa. Yeah, it's it's not good. So on your YouTube, you just you, you, you kind of the same stuff as your Instagram. You kind of do like D and D related uh, memes and comedy videos, and uh, yeah, you said instructional videos. Yeah, so it started out with instructional videos because that was originally what my channel was for. Because D and D is a growing thing, and in my small town, I kind of became known as that guy that knows how to play D and D, and. <laughs> Um, I had one group I was running by myself and ended up starting a second group because I had so many people asking me if I could teach them how to play. Then another group started asking me if I could DM for them. And I was like, you're going to be the professional in your town. You'll yeah, be yeah. the D and D Smith. Well, no one else has YouTube views here. Take that. <laughs> Wait, yeah, no, I shouldn't say that. Someone in town actually went viral when a crazy chick busted his car window. Oh God. <laughs> It's we a have- different kind of tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh God. I mean, we no have shit. similar stuff to that up here too. <laughs> I, I can imagine, but I was just like, yo, did you hear someone uh, from a town got on national news? I'm like what really? And I'm like, I went to high school with him. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I rode his bus. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So I was just like, what do you do? I'm like, okay. He didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think I recall you saying something about how you didn't actually have the internet until somewhat recently in your life. Yeah, I just realized I'm getting off topic so easily and y'all are having to go subjects real quick. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. We're This is all flow of conversation. It's all good. We always go off topic for way too long. Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll go on to like talk about food for like an hour. <laughs> okay, I'll just make sure what wasn't uh, going off of it. Uh, so the question was about youtube yes um so no no, so, no, no uh, i'll get it i'll get it i'm a master of podcasting <laughs> i'm on two right now <laughs> yeah just go ahead and refresh the crowd just <laughs> <laughs> um so i remember uh uh you was i think i remember you mentioning that you didn't even have like the internet until some oh, recently yeah, yeah. in your life oh that's why i uh, missed it i was trying to block out that part of my life from my memory <laughs> okay uh, yeah so um it's basically we had it when god how old was i i think it got turned off when i was like um and 10 or something like that because we didn't for a long time then we moved to a new house and we had dial up for a short period of time and it was awful i remember discovering youtube as a kid and i would start a video in the morning go do my chores, come back, and I'm able to watch maybe half the video before it goes oh, blank. Man. And nowadays that wouldn't even work because um, they have like a maximum like cash li- limit when you like, if you press play and pause on a YouTube video, it only loads so much. Oh God. Back, back in the day. Yeah. Back in the early days of YouTube, they didn't have that limit. You could just, you could press play in the video and press pause and it would load the entire video eventually. But now they have that 
limit to probably, I guess, reduce data usage. Yeah, them Naruto clips are the only thing keeping me from there in Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, yeah, so I didn't have it for the longest time. And I moved out when I was 19 and moved in with one of my good friends. And he had, uh, he had like the best internet you can get around here. And I didn't know what to do with my free time for a while. Because <laughs> there's so much I was trying to get caught up on since I was always that guy that didn't have special TV either. The only anime I get is if I was over at my uncle's house and he still had a tsunami on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Nine years of not having like actual internet. That's. That's yeah definitely something else um so like basically your main experience with the internet in like kind of your teenage years would have been like at school and like the school library then right uh yeah before they blocked literally every site that existed oh no <laughs> yeah and people uh, didn't know about vpns yet to get around it and god yeah, uh, no. onion browsers oh no uh, oh if my i school, had a we, vpn we it would we, it'd be lit uh, <laughs> we actually at my school we had a we had some one um someone in our school set up an SH, SSH tunnel yeah. so that we could we could get around and he said so it w- it went to his internet at his house and we could get around any school block using SH, SSH tunnel it was the best <laughs> God that's awesome we had someone yeah, trying to shoot up our school Oh god <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, but, I mean, we had our first share of uh, we had those bomb threats. Yeah, we had a lot of we had a lot of bomb. I know, it was threats. just so cool. I had to one you up. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was friends with a lot of super nerds in high school. Yeah, like um, a good old deep south school. They beat up all them and sent them to the prep schools. <laughs> and then they became their bosses. No, you gotta be friends with those people because they get you the workarounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't believe in that there. They <laughs> get you them hookups. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, we might be, we might be, we might be going that direction too because they just announced a whole, whole bunch of uh, uh, budget cuts and layoffs today. So Ugh. we're going back to the dark ages up here. Woo-hoo. <laughs> That's all it ever is. It, it, were there ever not dark ages? Was- it's a, we've been living in it. The, I don't think we've lives. ever crawled our way out of this. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the bubonic plague was pretty metal, man. <laughs> hey, that's making a comeback. I, I think we can make it more metal. You know, yeah. I think that I plus Ebola will be awesome. <laughs> so I we can't get wait the for the anti-vaxxers that are refusing to back down or just like the bubonic yeah. plague's healthy. Yeah, let's 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 get all the anti-vaxxers and put them on an island and unleash the bubonic plague and <laughs> I hear they can shoot blood from their eyeballs. <laughs> and infect we'll, you from 30 feet away. We'll put we'll put Ebola <laughs> and the bubonic plague on the island <laughs> and see that's who survives. Most, that sounds like the most awesome X-Men and the worst X-Men in the same room. <laughs> and then that would probably that might be the bad part because what if the bubonic plague and Ebola combines into super be Ebola bubonic plague? <laughs> they combine into one disease to take over the world. It'll, it'll yeah, but that disease is a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be nah, just he like was, that, uh, he was anti-hero until they knocked him down PG thirteen. 
It'll be just like that uh, game. I can't remember what it's called. The one where you just infect the whole world with a disease. Oh, yeah. The old I, old map. I was it called. God, I can't remember the name of it. I only oh, I remember it every time I see the memes where it'll just be like screenshot yeah. from that game of like anime destroyed the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your only hope is going to um, Madagascar. Um, I think it's Plague Inc. or something like that. Yeah, Plague Inc. Good game. Yeah. Um, so I played it I much guess... just because I thought it was so grim as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I played grim games. Um, <laughs> so I... Um, before we let you go, how about what what are some what are some video games that you uh you you like to play or something that you're looking forward to in 2020? Oh god, two games I was looking forward to just announced they were delayed today. <laughs> oh shit. Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. That's yeah, that and Final Fantasy like Seven. Six months. Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, at least so seven okay. got pushed to April and then Cyberpunk got pushed out of April. So. Yeah. Yeah. So there's still breathing room. I'll say I'm okay with it because uh, three of my favorite games of all time Persona 5, Breath of the Wild, and Witcher 3 all got pushed back massively, but turned out great. <laughs> yeah. I I like that they their statement said that they that the game is done and playable, but they're they still want like a, a six months of it evidently to play test the whole thing. So Oh, yeah, uh, that makes me confident in what they're going to do. Um, but they're also yeah. saying don't expect multiplayer before 2022, <laughs> um, which is not what I was looking forward to when a cy- the cyberpunk game. I care yeah, more really. about the single player experience. I so. didn't even know it had multiplayer was going to have multiplayer. Um, yeah. It was heavily requested. So I think they just decided, they, you know, we'll do it, but focus on the main game first, which is good because yeah. that's the best way to do it. Yeah, I just I, I'm if CD Projekt Red ever lets me down, I'll probably lose a little bit of faith in humanity. So, <laughs> so far, I love them so much. Yeah, they're great. They're a great company uh, for their games. Um, yeah, I think yeah. having the multiplayer come out way later is I mean, probably not only like a good move for the single player campaign, but just probably a good financial move, too, because now, like when they launch the the actual like multiplayer like two years after after yeah. the game comes out, it's going to be like a whole new release for them. It's going to get probably a lot more people buying the game rather than people kind of buying the game simultaneously and not really getting the full experience out of either part. Yeah, true. And Witcher time, 3, um, every DLC was like its whole own game. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think by the time like the multiplayer comes out, I think a, most, a lot of those people will have already experienced the the full like single player campaign and then they'll get into the multiplayer um so and then once the netflix series comes out it'll see a surge in its player base yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay y'all laugh but um i don't know if y'all saw one of my first videos ever posted was actually a a video on how to actually make Geralt in a DD game or just a witcher in general it went from 1,000 views to uh, 5,000 views, oh, and it's close to awesome. 6,000 now. In that's the awesome. build up to a Witcher coming out, and as soon as it came out, it skyrocketed to like 2K instantly. Damn! Wow. So he yeah. has a lot of power. Yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> so when when season two comes out in two years, um, you'll see another surge. Shoot, it may hit 1K then. <laughs> yeah, they're they're looking at 20. 20- 2021 for the Yay. next season 
Yeah, uh, that so kills uh, me. we'll get a cyberpunk season. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get cyberpunk season. I wouldn't yeah. doubt if that happens. Yeah, if something like that happens. Yeah, I think a lot. I have some. I bet studios are really eyeing their properties now with the success of The Witcher. Yeah, they're all just like, like oh man, man we should get a Netflix series. Yeah, <laughs> like wow, those starring guys, Keanu uh, Reeves, featuring Keanu yeah. Reeves. <laughs> yeah, like so. What do you think about I mean, uh, Keanu? Sorry, what, uh, Adi Shanker is already making it a trend since he did a Castlevania series that was freaking amazing. Now he's working on yeah. Devil May Cry one. Yeah, yeah, I have high hopes for that. So, what do you think I about? Really hope it's good. What do you think about Keanu Reeves and uh, being in The Matrix Four and John Wick Four, both coming out on the same day? Huh? Didn't know that. <laughs> yep. John Eddie, literally making a the glitch in The Matrix joke. Is it that obvious that we're in a simulation? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a cry for help. All four movies fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's like May May twenty first, twenty twenty one, is when those are coming out. They oh, no. like John Wick four and The Matrix four. That- if you watch them both at the same time, it's like dividing by zero, and it just <laughs> rips a hole in space time. That should be wild if they time together and like Neo just wakes up and he was uh, and he got put back into actual simulation. He lived as John Wick for a long time trying to break out. That's how he got those sick bullet skills. <laughs> He's <laughs> John, he was got John awesome kung fu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop the bullets. <laughs> yeah, those yeah. are going to be. I didn't really. I never asked for a Matrix Four, but I don't know. Keanu Reeves, you're, you're getting it. I'm getting it. it yeah, I, mean, I, I was told to stop after one, and I still haven't looked at the other ones. You are smart, <laughs> yeah. very, very smart. I, I'm still, in, I'm interested. I, I don't see how they could possibly do a Matrix Four, but you know what? I'll. I what if know. they called it Matrix Money. Four Reloaded? <laughs> 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 I enjoyed that way too much. <laughs> <laughs> It could I call it fucking shitty jokes. <laughs> I don't. It's, I mean, that's it's, almost, whole time. <laughs> it's almost too bad that they didn't like decide to do the movie sooner and have it come out on uh, 420. Uh, <laughs> the Matrix 420. <laughs> I, what if it's a prequel? I but it's called the Matrix Four. Yeah, but it's a prequel to three. Have you seen the Devil May Cry timeline? It, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He has a good point. Have you seen the Devil May Cry? It's fucked up. Have you have you seen the the the, the Legend of Zelda timeline? How many games can we cram between Devil May Cry One and Two? <laughs> what's what's yeah, worse, yeah. Devil May Cry timeline or the Kingdom Hearts timeline? Oh, fuck. oh Kingdom Hearts definitely. <laughs> Two's just. Se- uh, I mean, Devil May Cry is like fairly simple. Kingdom Hearts, they added more confusion on top of a, a game that's just a remake of the first one. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> what if we go inside of a computer and then you're dreaming? Because that happens in Kingdom Hearts. I'm not making yeah. that up. <laughs> I know, like, yeah. the, the bad thing is that's the first Kingdom Hearts ever played. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> just being like, this yeah. makes no sense. This. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what yeah, am I, I was doing? Very confused. And I'm like, okay, um, I don't get why this is important, but okay. And I uh, played through all that. the games and I sat back and realized, okay, I don't see why this is important, but okay. <laughs> it doesn't help that every like other like non kind of like main numbered uh Kingdom Hearts game um has a completely different like gameplay style. Well <laughs> see I can't I can't remember who said it, but at some point it was like 
The non-numbered games, those are the important ones. The numbered ones don't matter. <laughs> yeah, I think that was actually uh, one of the giant bomb guys. Yeah, said. He's, like, like, he's like, because he, he was basically like, you know, I was thinking that um, like these non-numbered ones didn't matter. But as it turns out, I think like the one, the numbered ones are the ones that don't matter. Only All the right, non-numbered about, games matter. What about 358 slash two days then? Well, that one, while having a number, is technically a non-numbered game. Yeah, that's a non because it's it's 300 whatever days. Yeah, that was <laughs> the second half, one I ever played. Which is like the the slash is the slash is supposed to be like a two a half. See, what were you just like I got to get these like weird ones out of the way first. <laughs> um, <laughs> just to clean explain a little more about my hick lore. Uh, so <laughs> not only did my parents just not get internet cuz they didn't really care for it like they my dad's per uh, uh, thought is if I have to send an email, I'll just send a fax. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Like Dad, nobody has a serious. He still sends faxes. Did they, and I did remember they him just... saying the other day, more and more businesses aren't taking faxes anymore. I'm like, oh, oh no! <laughs> I mean, is... well, I know a lot of places that take faxes just ha- use a service to convert them to email. <laughs> oh, that's great. But yeah, so. Um, they also didn't care about video games at all. So literally any video game I owned up until literally two years ago, my mom just bought me until dawn it blew my mind. <laughs> but up till that point, I paid for every game I ever owned. that wasn't given to me by anyone except my parents. Man, you just, you really crawled. You're, you just crawled and climbed out of, out of like, I don't know, like a pit of despair. From my perspective, <laughs> yeah, like, like you, so, you, you attained your own salvation for video games. He's like a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Minecraft joke in there somewhere. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, first console is I wanted to go cheap. One was a Game Boy. Uh, advanced and then I had a DS so I just mainly play games on DS and uh, eventually got a 360 from a neighbor who sold it to me for 60 bucks and I was like my first ever actual console so I've just been playing catch up the last few years God, yeah but shit not having a console for that long oh that is yeah quite quite the blow <laughs> yeah I didn't really know what it was like so it's just been me trying to play catch up for a long time. So there's a lot of older games I miss. So usually when it comes to games I've played, it's more recent ones. Since when I really got into like buying a lot of games, it was probably around PS3 turning into PS4 era. Well, that's a good time. Yeah, it's a good the good era of games. Because <laughs> I feel the, the PS the initial PS3 era was pretty rough. Like, yeah, there were yeah. some PS3 games I liked, but not a ton. Because like even early 360 was pretty rough, aside from having Oblivion. Yeah, because the 360 didn't even launch with the Halo games, so like I didn't. Yeah, oh, it's really. Just, it's a rough I just always imagine time. Xbox with Halo. I can't separate them. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, because the original the X the original Xbox launched with Halo and Halo, because but then Halo Two was also just an Xbox game. Uh, and Halo okay. 3 came out, I think, a year or maybe two after the 360 came yeah, out. I mean, some of that was just them rushing the 360 to market to beat yeah. PlayStation, which, I mean, served as a real big boon to them. Yeah. Because then PS3 had 
struggles being like super overpriced and just being behind game wise. It was like, why would you buy a PS3? There's like five games on there. Yeah. And I never um I I, I associate the Xbox with Halo, obviously, because for me, after I mean everything after the original Xbox, because I got the original Xbox only like like way after it came out, um, after like re- relentlessly begging my parents for it. Um <laughs> Um, but then I, I bought the, the 360 myself because I had a job by the time that happened, but every, every, uh, Xbox console I bought coincided with buying it when, uh, with the Halo game. So like, I didn't even buy an Xbox one until Halo five. So, Hmm. um, yeah, I just kind of, I don't know. I had the PlayStation four. I was happy with that. And then the Halo five came out. So I got an Xbox one. (laughs) See, but the Series X will be a day one because of Halo. Yeah. Is that? Yep. <laughs> exactly. It's a Halo machine. That's that's what it is for me. It's a Halo machine. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised <laughs> I haven't watched Halo Wars 2 yet. Go see, I will I I won't touch Halo Wars. <laughs> no. uh, I I grew up playing PC RTS games, so my my view ooh. on Halo Wars is that it's an an abomination of RTS games. <laughs> There's no pylons. <laughs> Must construct additional pylons. Uh, I was a I was a red, red alert guy. <laughs> see, I mean, like Nintendo. Oh. It's like I I buy that as a like dedicated Mario Zelda machine and then a Smash machine as well. <laughs> oh yeah, that that was totally me with yeah. Zelda. Like Zelda is some of the first games I ever played, and pretty much I did eventually buy a Wii just for Twilight Princess. So yeah, yeah, I mean every time that it which is funny because i've heard like some cast be like i don't really see zelda as like a console seller or similarly with smash and it's like no those move units like yeah those move hella fucking units like i with the switch i'm like having breath of the wild on their day one it's like that's probably what moved as many units as it did that's that definitely is a console mover for sure yeah like like I was saying, like when you, most people think of 64, they'll think of like Ocarina of Time and like Mario 64 and Majora's Mask. Those are like some of the biggest games on there. See, I'm also wondering now currently if maybe Nintendo might pivot focus to be like uh, Mario Kart and see that as a system seller since that's currently the number one Switch game. Yeah. Is Mario Kart 8 <laughs> um, Deluxe, which is a, oh. it's a port of all fucking things. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Uh, well, I mean... It, 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 didn't, oh, yeah, like, it didn't do well on the Wii U, so um, they had to be like, well, let's try it, for round two. It did two. well on the Wii U, it just <laughs> well, for the Wii U numbers. Yeah, yeah it, did, it did well <laughs> for how many Wii U consoles sold, but... Hey, I bought one of them. Yeah. I did my service. <laughs> <laughs> you did your part. Did my due diligence. I'm doing my part. <laughs> do you want to know more? <laughs> um, I, I actually have a story about that, because... Uh, I think that was our first year anniversary present to my wife. Um, when we were dating, I got her a 2DS, and the 2DS came with a copy of Mario Kart, uh, the latest Mario Kart for 3DS. And that game's pretty baller, too, because it's got the hang gliders and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked yeah, about that. Yeah, so that was, the, that was the main game they were marketing it with, and I think that's honestly a really safe one because it could appeal to more sportsy people because it has racing in it. It could appeal more to like just general audience because recognizable characters and stuff. Yeah, I think it's, it's similar to Smash that it's just like pretty easy to pick up and just do a couple rounds and then put down. I, but I mean, like Smash is clearly a huge console seller that I'm like, but mm-hmm. Smash is such a large endeavor to build from the ground up. And I mean, we know going forward, 
there won't be a Smash that's as big as Smash Ultimate. So I think they should start eyeballing Mario Kart. And I I mean, I've mentioned this several times on the cast, but I'm like, they need to treat Mario Kart like Smash and just be like, yeah, it's like Mario and friends. Like, here's Samus, here's Link. Because, I mean, they did put Link in uh, Mario Kart 8. But, like, they need to put some of those other Nintendo characters. Like, why is Captain Falcon not there? <laughs> God, I can't wait to see Mario race Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I Th- think... That is a neat idea. I'm not trying to rag on that. That just image <laughs> came to mind as being just a shocker reveal character like they're doing lately. Yeah. But I think we've uh, we've gotten a little over on time. So, um, I oh, think no. we'll, we'll have one, more, one last question here. Uh, and then we'll, we'll say our goodbyes. Um, but uh, in your opinion, what is the best controller for a console? Oh, man. You're just trying to out me as a PlayStation guy, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, Marcus is a PlayStation guy, so. Um, yeah, now you're trying to rag on it. Um, I mainly, what was it? I think the PS3 controller was actually my favorite or just DualShock in general. Like, I feel like it was pretty good. Um because so PS4 would, I like, but the touchpad, sometimes I like it and sometimes I don't like. It's just a big map button. Yeah. It, yeah. It feels, it feels kind of cheap. Uh, yeah. With that big map button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. And um, I don't know, just the PS3 and the DualShock 2 just seemed to fit right in my hand and I liked it. Didn't really feel like there's a lot of clutter getting in your way, like a lot of controllers that it feels like to make it real bulky and plasticky. Don't know. <laughs> you mean like the Xbox Duke, the best <laughs> yeah. controller ever made? No, it is. It's that too and, um, N64 it was the perfect size. Like controllers. The the Duke was the perfect size. I never cramped my hands. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought we'd have another person say the GameCube controller. It's the <laughs> <laughs> I I do love that GameCube controller, but I feel like yeah. I need a new GameCube controller that's made for adult hands. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I could agree with that. Like, I mean, as a kid, it was perfect, but like as an adult, it feels a little small. I mean, that's kind of like how the N64 controller, I was like, yeah, like when I was a kid, I was like, that controller is awesome. And now as an adult, I'm like, how the fuck did I use this thing? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, um, you just remind me of a story. I have a game cheap controllers where I had, um, I got a blister on my hand from playing Sonic Riders and I did spun the spit uh, the stick so fast. Oh God. yeah. That's yeah. Like the, the Mar playing Mario party on the mini games and having to spin that, that, that joystick and then just in using the center of your palm to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> games were really obsessed with that mechanic. Like I, I remember playing the uh, Dragon Ball Z Budokai games. And when you like, shoot your blast at the same time you have to like spin the stick to like beat their blast and it's like uh, yeah i just yeah, like yeah. destroyed the palm of my hand i can't wait till the play date comes out so i can spin that spin reel the crank <laughs> so I, just can, cr- I can play the crank games you can Heck crank yeah. one out so to speak yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god well it's uh it's been great having you on um we'll definitely have to have you on again someday for a, a full episode since it sounds like you're just like us where you can just talk forever. Um, cause I, yeah, I be down. sorry. I got to get out of here early. Hmm. Well, <laughs> late, actually, I'm not, I'm not sure if you've listened to many of our other episodes, but I mean, like they were before season two, they were starting to approach like the three and a half hour length. <laughs> just, we, we just don't stop talking. It never, it never stops. Um, oh, yeah. season, I mean, season two, we switched that up. We're splitting up the episodes into 
multiple parts so they're easily digestible for people who don't want to just download like a four-hour episode and listen to the whole thing right right they'll just have to have me on for like a parts one through three i guess <laughs> be perfect yeah. Yeah. The perfect trilogy. I kill both of you in the end. <laughs> well, we did already kill off a character, so yeah. th- this works out perfectly. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. That was well, my final prequel joke of the night. <laughs> well, it's been great having you on. Um, so where can people find you or uh, your Instagram and uh, Twitter uh, and YouTube, etc. So I am Fallen Monk D20 on pretty much everywhere. No spaces on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, the D20s spaced out from the Fallen Monk part on YouTube. And that's about it. The My most active sites are definitely those three. Yeah, I've been seeing you've been picking up on the Twitter activity recently. I know like Instagram was kind of your bread and butter. Um, for me, it's Twitter. So I spend I spend almost no time on Instagram which is amazing that I managed to find you because I, I haven't touched Instagram in, I don't know how many months. <laughs> yeah. It was just lucky and just maybe fade. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was just like on my like kind of testing uh, uh, like secret Instagram where I just was adding a million people just to see uh, if I could, how many follow backs I could get just from adding people, which ter- <laughs> turns out not very much on Instagram. <laughs> I think I had at one point I got up to the 6,500 following range and I didn't even crack a thousand followers. Jeez. Um, but yeah, that was just a, a test that I did. I'm, I, I still have all those followers on there. So I'm thinking I might try to do something with it, but I'm not sure if uh, the people that followed me back are the type to interact. So who knows? I might test that out some more. I might make a grand return to Instagram and start yeah, doing live I, stuff who knows i'd say it's um i'd say it's a gambit me i never really like that method because i feel like it just kind of gets people that may stick around may not but then you'll kind of struck i can imagine you struck gold every now and then we're like oh i genuinely like their channel but yeah 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 i feel like that happens a lot um because i get a lot of um it, it, it's it's a lot of spam follows like i get a lot of spam messages on that like constantly I'm always getting mess like notifications still that from like just brands and companies trying to get me to join their affiliate program where you have to buy uh, yeah. their product first. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like, they're like, yeah, you can be a part of our affiliate program. You get like a 10% discount on buying our stuff to promote. It's like, no, get, how about you give me something for free and I'll promote it. <laughs> yeah luckily i don't get too many of them weirdly enough um i noticed uh ever since i stopped following a lot of cosplayers they've gotten a lot better that's <laughs> sad and funny to me it's a good it's a good idea maybe i should maybe i should go and purge all the this cosplayer stuff out of my my feed who knows um you don't need but yeah this is uh <laughs> this is this has been fun and uh we'll have to do this again all right yeah thanks for having me on i had a fun time guys yep so we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back hey 
Hey guys, Snow here. I just wanted to give a real quick intro. Snow, what are you doing? Uh, Grog, I'm in the middle of something. I can see that. Wait, wait a minute. Microphone, headset, script. Are you recording the new promo? Yes, Grog, I was recording the new promo. Without me, but I'm the master of toast. Plus, I've been practicing. Okay, fine. You can help. I'll read the script. Just chime in when you feel like you have something important to say. Yes. Hi, guys. Snow here. And Grog. <laughs> I just wanted to give a real quick introduction to our podcast, Missing Role Player Found. We are an actual play Pathfinder podcast following the adventures of the Odd Guild. That's for killed. We were all living our normal lives until we tried the latest MMORPG. And that's when we found out we were all trapped in the game and we could die. Oh, but don't worry. We still find plenty of time to have fun. Sometimes a little too much fun, if you know what I mean. Yes, Grog, I think we all do. And that's why it took us so long to finish the last floor. Hey, that one wasn't my fault. Any of that sound interesting? Why don't you check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Nailed it. Okay, and we are back with community engagement. And this week's question for community engagement was... If you could be a professional in one game, what game would it be? What, what what would your game be, Marcus? Fortnite for all them bucks. Yeah. The Fortnite <laughs> gamer dollars. Fortnite dollars. Yep. I, I can get down with that. Whatever the next big thing is, that it's going to be that. Yeah. That's what I want. That one. And at. you get in at the beginning, you make all your money, and then you're out. You retire. You're done. You I win your millions. In, in earnest, I would choose like Street Fighter or like. Tekken or maybe even Smash, but uh, as once again, the real answer is I'm going to choose the one that gets me the most money. Yeah, you you got to you you pull fatality. You got to you get in while the getting's good in one one or two games, you one game, and uh, and then you retire and you just live the rest of your life off of uh, brand recognition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody recognizes the name fatality anymore. But I want to be good at Fortnite dances. Yeah. Fatality's been replaced with the floss. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Geek Freaks Podcast at Geek Freaks Pod says, does the stock market count as a game? <laughs> that's even probably better than my answer. <laughs> I that would. Is, that's a good one. I would want to be a professional in World of Warcraft. I'm set with the PVE side, but would love to be good at PVP. Uh, Willow at Willow underscore TMH101 says For Honor. Uh, They're going to wish they chose For Honor 2 when that comes out. <laughs> Ethel the Frog at Nylar says, Hell, I wouldn't mind being moderately amateurish at any game. Never mind professional at one. I'll have to think. And then he says, Thinking about it, Dark Souls, any of them, I would spend hundreds of hours in the games if I could. Really? You can't be that bad. I mean, have you seen me play a game? No. <laughs> Justin, you can finish games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got a great score on Demon's Silt. Can't be that <laughs> it's bad. It went off. It's never going to happen again. Yeah, wait. I'm going to change my answer to pinball. I'd be like a <laughs> pinball you. fucking oh, wizard. Dude. Yeah, you can make money off of that, maybe. <laughs> uh, game It All at Game It All says Tekken. Always admire pro players, but can't do shit in the game. Yeah, I think Tekken's probably the hardest game to actually like master because, because it's 3D that it's got so much shit going on. Um... Yeah. Unknown Games Podcast at UGP underscore cast says, So Calibur, no fighter or competitive game has ever come close to making me feel the same way. 
I mean, I got I got some words about Soul Calibur, but that's <laughs> like I feel yeah. Soul Calibur is even a joke amongst fighting games. Yeah, but that's just because it has like ring outs and like it's imbalanced in the sense of how the weapons like with their like range the and power. Yeah, like at least especially in older Soul Calibur, it was like Helix got ridiculous range. And his power is off the charts for like no reason or like nightmare can like fucking like three shot you. Yeah. And so caliber two is the last one I actually played. And I was, I was always the chick with the staff because you, you always had the longest range. I always did like, I kind of just embraced like who I am as a person. So I was like, I, well, I used to do a lot of like nightmare and Siegfried, but then I just went full on. Like once again, just embracing who I am. I went all in on Astroth. I like I'm a fucking Astroth murder machine. <laughs> like and cuz he can just like push you out of the fucking ring. He hits like a truck and he's got stupid range with his axe. Yeah. Um what the Famicom's at WT Famicom says any uncharted game multiplayer. Interesting. Uh Shark Select podcast at Shark Select Pod says probably League of Legends that get some of that esports money. See, those shardy boys know what's up. Yeah. They, they, I, I think they're thinking in the wrong space, but <laughs> but they, they know what's up. Either the that or in like the right place. That or Dota or Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gaming Casual Podcast at Gaming Casual Pod says Halo two or three hands down. Geeksploration the podcast at Geeksplore Pod says Divinity Divinity Original Sin Two. I'm not sure how that would work competitively, but I would love someone to pay me to play so I would actually have a time to finish it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, isn't that just like being good at D&D? Like, just such a bizarre concept. Well, then you're going to love this next one. Uh, Sexidence podcast at Sexidence pod says Stardew Valley. Hell yeah. <laughs> you pro farmer. <laughs> code at LGA code says Snooker, Chess, or Age of Empires 2. Snooker so I can kick Rocket Ronnie's ass chest so i can kick random ass in washington square park age of empires 2 so i can kick kick viper's ass and become a t90 legend see he went really outside the box on that like because he <laughs> went to like you went to like chess games. and snooker like I, I didn't even think of those but i'm like yeah, yeah ch- being a chess master like that'd be great yeah he went to analog games <laughs> yeah fucking and i was watching like, <laughs> like masters play chess i'm like they're just oh, goddamn yeah. robots yeah i uh i replied to him and said sir that's three games <laughs> <laughs> you could pick, pick shogi <laughs> triple g podcast at triple g pod says i would 100 percent love to be a professional super street fighter 5 gamer blanket all day yeah see that's i i agree with that like like i said like i don't know the street fighter just has so much like the people who are good like i mean daigo is still talked about a lot and it's just like i don't know street fighter is just you're good at street fighter you're a fucking legend <laughs> yeah Toonami Hub at Anime with RJ says Overwatch. There's some money to be made there. What he meant to say was Overwatch 2. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep that joke going. <laughs> yeah. Um, I understood that reference at Captain Understands or Cap Understands says Halo 3 or Halo Reach, the pinnacle of FPS. Those are like weird choices. <laughs> See, I don't know. I, I would have to go with something like more recent, but that's or. For like, professional play, anyway. Like, either something, like, once again, either more recent or, like, uh, like I said, the chess answer is a good one because it's, like, chess is forever. Yeah. <laughs> the Unexceptional Podcast at underscore unexceptional... We got a lot uh, of replies this week. Under, underscore unexceptionals. Yeah, we did. Uh, We're going at this from a different angle. We want to be pro at a game that has no ending so we can play it forever and grow a beard. For example, The Sims, No Man's Sky, Tetris, Pac-Man... Jet Set Willy. I said, wait, Tetris has an ending end though. Yeah, it does have that kill screen. Yeah. 
Tetris is weird. Now this one, this but one was watching like, the pro players at Tetris is fucked up too. <laughs> Cause they like that, that the, I think it's the championship edition or whatever it is, but the one that they use for the big, like Tetris tournaments where it's like yeah. the credit screen and you're still doing the Tetris yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like the people doing it are like just robotical and just like dropping stuff as soon as it's at the top. And then it kind of like fades. So you can't see it. So there's a point where they're playing like invisible. invisible Tetris. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Um, this was like a borderline like depressing reply. It, I think it speaks volumes to a specific situation and um, a drop anchor podcast at the drop anchor says the little dinosaur jumping game on Google that you get to play when there's no internet connection dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the most depressing thing I've ever read. Like, yeah, I wish I could be a professional at this game when I don't have internet. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. That's a funny and, choice. But they're uh they're actually a podcast that like they they live on a boat, so they're Whoa. like they're in the ocean. Yeah, that's cool. They're 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 kind of like home bases. It's somewhere in the Puget Sound. But um, can we get them on the podcast? They're on a boat. Yeah, they're on a boat. I want to know about that. Living life on the ocean. Like I'm afraid of the ocean, so these people are like my heroes. <laughs> Maybe I'll get them on sometime. I don't know if they're game players, so. Maybe they could spray some of that ocean water on Australia. Yeah. Put those fires out. Yeah. Good luck sleeping podcast at GL sleeping says honestly Fortnite because now it counts as esports and I could win a bunch of money for it and get sponsorships and Hell crap. Hell yeah. They know my answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we have next? Who would win at who would win 13 says Bloody roar, you know, once miracles actually come true. Uh, you you got me right in the feels because I talk almost like monthly at the very least, but it feels like weekly about how I'm like, where the fuck's a new bloody roar? <laughs> We're in like the golden age of fucking fighting games. Like bring back bloody roar for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, The dice crisis at the dice crisis says Skyrim. Not sure how that would work, but I would enjoy it. I would quite enjoy it. Skyrim master. Uh, let's make a horror movie at L M A H M pod says I'll take disappointing my nephew by being shit at Fortnite, please. I feel like I could do that at, at a professional level. <laughs> <laughs> it's real opposite. <laughs> and then there's, um, then there's this guy, Santiago oh, at Santiago eight, seven, five, zero, seven, nine, eight, nine says life. <laughs> This is no he's he's an egg man. He There's meant the no, board game. He's a he 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 would be an egg man if Twitter didn't change go away from the eggs because there's no profile picture there. Me too. Eggman. I was I wish I was an egg. I used to be an egg. I have zero profile pic. I'm a ghost. I see everything, but I do nothing. <laughs> but that's it. That's all we have for all that fun stuff. Um but uh this went late so we're gonna call it here we're gonna put a bullet in this one yep put a bullet in this one so you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter go to our website lga.gg yeah so go to our website lga.gg join our discord chat.lga.gg and give us reviews on itunes and or apple Podcasts and Podchaser. and if you like what we are doing spread the love share us with your friends all of that stuff and we will be back here again next week thank you for listening see you next time
listen to the most recent film re-roll at the end of their episode they always like cut in like their mic checks and so like that, that sound check at the end mic check me 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 and he just pauses mic check me loud mic check me loud mic check me loud <laughs> <laughs>